God has a path of life for you, but what do you do when you get off track? Hi, my name's Keith, and this is the OFR Podcast. Welcome to episode two, and if you're joining me for the first time, we are off to humble beginnings in the studio of my car. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, don't worry about it. The anointing's about to hit on the Word of God, and you're going to be enriched. So let me get into it. I want to talk today about the path of life that God has for you as a believer. So if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repented of your sin, made him king of your heart and life, he has a path for you that is life. So what I'm going to go through here uh, just quickly in this podcast is about four points with an introduction. I'm going to keep the points very short and the introduction short. So what I suggest you do is write down the scriptures as I'm sharing them so you can go back, read them out loud because faith comes by hearing. So the four points are number one, God has your best interests in mind. Number two, you must desire to live in the blessings of God. Number three, is there a way to know if I'm on God's path of life or not? And then number four, making adjustments to live for God on that path. So let's get into this introduction out of Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Father, I thank you for your anointed word. It goes out now and accomplishes everything it's intended to do in your body, in Jesus' name, amen. So I want to just point out here that there is a path of life for you that God will show you. Psalm 1611, speaking of God, says, you will show me the path of life. This is something God has to show you, but I want to make the distinction in your mind that this is just not a path of living, like something for you to do. It's a path of life that has life on it. How do we know that? From the scripture, Psalm 1611, you will show me the path of life. There's a semicolon in the King James, which means a continuation of thought. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So if I have fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore, that means I'm doing things that are pleasing, that are satisfying, that are excellent, great, and safe forevermore, which means now until all of eternity. That's how forever works. It starts now, not later. Okay. So this is something that God has for you, a path of life, which has fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. So this is how we know that it's not just something to do, but it is something to do with the greatest life possible. In fact, in John 10, 10, Jesus says this about himself. So if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you've given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, then here's exactly what you get. Jesus says the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. That's not life, but that's the thief. Jesus says, I have come in order that you might have life life in all of its fullness. If you're not familiar with that translation, it's called the Good News Translation. Free to read online or you can pick up a copy. I love that. So according to the Bible, believers can have abundant, prosperous, healthy, and safe life on earth now. But God has to show it to you in order for you to walk on it. So let's dig in. What uh, what do you do um, you know, if, if you're, if you're off of it and you want to get back on it, that's what I'm going to cover here. So let's go on this journey, starting with point one. 
know that God has your best interests in mind. You know that trust is the foundation of every successful relationship. When it comes to your relationship with God, if you don't trust Him, you're not going to go anywhere. When you were saved by His grace through your faith, you became His child and He became your father. So God is good and I want you to know He only does what is good for His children. That is what makes Him trustworthy. Don't struggle with that. Just establish it as a matter of fact. Confess it a thousand times from your heart every single day. Matthew 7:11 says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? You know, you have to ask Him. Those who ask, receive. So if you ask God a question, hey, what is this path of life for me? He is going to show you. I can guarantee it. So number one, know that God has your best interests in mind from Matthew 7, 11. Your Father in heaven is good. He's going to give good things to those who ask. Point number two, you have to desire to live in the blessings of God. If you've come from a background that doesn't really teach that, I can sympathize with you. I came from a religious background that didn't teach that. But let me read the word to you. Mark 11, 24. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. There's so much I could get into about how to overcome a mentality that sickly believes that God is going to hold you in lack. And the other side of that is people just don't know that God has good things for them and it only comes when you desire them from him. Listen to the scripture. Whatever things you desire when you pray, that's what you're going to get. You can pray and not really desire it. You'll never get it. You have to need it from the, the bottom of your heart, the pit of your stomach, from the deep down, from your belly, however you want to say it. You have to desire to live in blessings of God. It might seem like it goes without saying, but, but we need to still say it. You can't live in goodness and blessing of God unless you first want to. Oddly enough, God is not just going to place it on you if you don't want it or if you don't go after it, meaning if you don't desire it when you pray. Jesus teaches us that no prayer can be answered unless you first desire it. Desire must precede believing in order to have the outcome. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, so you desire first, believe that you receive and you shall have them. Desire one, pray, believe you receive. Second, three, you shall have them. It's a key to prayer. We'll cover that some other time, but let's move on. Point number three. Is there a way to know if I'm on God's path of life or not? Wow. Thankfully, the Bible gives us clarity as to what this looks like. And, and I want to give you a warning here. You're going to have to study it out. That's right. You're going to have to know what all the benefits, all the rights, all the privileges are for you as a believer. Let me give you some references. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 14. And you can read beyond that to know what the unpath of life is or the path of death is, the curse. And then Haggai chapter 1, verse 4 through 10 gives something very revealing. 
And in the interest of keeping this podcast like just short enough for you to grasp the concept, I don't really want to go through this thoroughly, but, but let me say um, that in here, there's a scripture I want to point out, and then there's an action step to take, which will bring us to point number four. But make sure you dig into Haggai chapter one, verse four through 10 on your own. But here's, here's a place where it says this, and he that earns wages earns wages to put them into a bag with holes. Above that, there's other things that people are doing to get prosperity, to get blessing, to get life on their path and in their journey, but it's just not happening. So what did he say after that? Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. So that brings me to point number four, making adjustments to live for God. The Holy Spirit is going to help you. Right now, you should be feeling an anointing on your heart, in your spirit, right down there where your belly is. Your mind should be getting peaceful. Maybe you feel a warm conviction from the Holy Ghost. That's a great thing. He wants to help you make an adjustment to live for Him, to put you on that path of life. The scripture is very clear. Consider your ways. So consider what you're doing. It is probably something different than what than what God would want you to do, right? There's an adjustment that you're going to have to make because the Bible says you will show me the path of life and your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I want to tell you that it's very simple for you to jump on the path of life. And if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you are a Christian that's living in sin, I want you to pray this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart right now. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Forgive me of all of my sins. It is by your blood that my sins are erased. Jesus, I confess that you are Lord, and I believe with all my heart that God has raised you from the dead. Therefore, According to your word, God, I am saved. I confess my sin to you. Cleanse me from all of my sin and unrighteousness so I can live holy before you without blame of any sin. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to go to ofrev.com and reach out to me. You can just contact me there. You can let me know that you just got saved. I want to pray for you. I want to connect you in uh, maybe a couple of groups on Facebook that can just help you grow in your faith and just keep you along for the journey of discipleship. It's highly, highly important. Get into a good church. God will lead you. If you're a Christian who has backslidden and has sin, I want to tell you, take some time to confess your sins before God so he can put you on the path of life. Because here's what I want to tell everybody. God has a great path of life for you. Something that is exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think or imagine. And I just decree that over you, that you're going to have it. You're going to have it through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, that great and glorious gospel that has the power to save, heal, protect, transform, and to give you every bit of the fullness of joy that you want and pleasures forevermore at God's right hand. May you prosper on 
your journey. Hey, if this podcast has blessed you, go ahead and send it to somebody. You can share it in the text message. You can put it on your favorite social media, email. Heck, you can even write it on a piece of paper and slip it to somebody. It's OFR Podcast. Visit my website at OFREV.com to learn more about the Orange Flag Revolution and rebelling against the rebellion that is so blatantly against God. We're going to turn this thing around in Jesus' name, and I will see you next time.